1: And experience. This is the Bob Ryan and Jeff Goodman Podcast. NBA,
0: some college, a little bit of everything. You know, what can I say? But it wasn't going to happen here with him. I was okay with it because it wasn't about talent, I didn't think. All right, let, let's get right to it. Hey, everybody. Goodman's somewhere. Goodman's on vacation. Bob Ryan's on vacation. So I'm working here uh, with Brian Robb, also known as p Rob on 98.5 The Sports Hub, you hear him on the Felger and Max show. He is the only one that knows anything about basketball on that show. <laughs> so we when Mike and Tony Stark going crazy, they go to B Rob in the Closet and he sent them straight. Also, you can read him at masslive.com. He's covering, of course, the, uh, the summer games out of Vegas. And we got to remind you that this episode of the Goodman Ryan podcast is powered by Bet Online, the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. B Rob, what's going on in Vegas? What's the big story?
1: I mean, the big story right now, it it has to start off Durant. That's where all the the gossip is right now um, in terms of what's going to go on there. We know Kyrie Irving made an appearance out here. Ben Simmons was out here as well. So, I Did Kyrie talk to anybody? Kyrie, many people made a run of them. Many media members from Brooklyn actually talked to a few of them after the fact, and he just politely uh, gave the old no comment, I'm here just to watch the games in in Summer League, of course. So uh, I don't know what Kyrie's doing out here, whether he's doing damage control, with uh, his fellow players or whatnot, but it, it was, uh, it's uh it been quite the scene. What are you hearing? I'm hearing it's just, like, the fact is, I don't think there's an obvious destination for Durant right now because you look what Danny Ainge did, Gary, in Utah with getting four first-round picks for Ruddy, Rudy Gobert, and a bunch of other stuff. So now, if you're the... Sean Marks, the Nets GM, you're like, all right, well, what can you demand for Kevin Durant right now? Mm -hmm. And so that's one side of it. But then if your other teams around the league and you look at the Nets situation Mm -hmm. with him and Kyrie, you're like, oh, maybe we can, you know, take advantage here because they're kind of screwed either way. And so I think you're, we're seeing right now a bit of a stalemate. And in terms of both sides are going to try to maybe, you know, teams around the league and the Nets are going to be trying to play hardball a little bit. And where that ends up this summer is going to be fascinating to see if if some team steps up to the plate and makes the 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 offer for to get Durant away from them,
0: is there any reason to be nervous about a Durant deal? Thirty-four years old, right? I believe. Sure. Thirty-four yep. years old did not play well in the playoffs. Injury nope. last year. Obviously, a top-five player. I mean, hands down. You know, late, over the past couple of years, it's been like who's better, LeBron or Durant? Right? I mean, hands down. But at this stage of the game, though, B-Rob, would you be leery to sell the farm for Durant? I
1: would be if I was certain teams, but by and large, though, Durant is still – I know he had a bad series against the Celtics, but, like,
0: the
1: the Nets were just such a mess this year. And I put – and I don't blame that on Durant. You look at Durant's numbers all year long, he was playing crazy minutes for them and was coming back from a knee injury in February and – Coming back from that to play, you know, 40, 45 minutes per game, even to get them in the playoffs in the first place. So, part of me wants to go over here and say, Yeah, you know, he's got a lot of miles in those tires coming off the Achilles, the knee stuff. You don't know how long he's going to be healthy for, but he is still like incredible. So, you put him on a team with, with actual pieces in place around him, then I still think you're going to get two or three more, you know, Hall of Fame caliber years out of him. So, the question is, Will that team emerge? And is there, you know, do one of those teams want to give up the, the bounty for him? And I'm not sure that's it the
0: case. See, it seems he and Kyrie going can end up back in Brooklyn to me.
1: That's right. a- <laughs> It's kind of. But if you're in the Nets, though, Gary, do you let that happen? Like, if your ownership and if you're Sean Marks, do you, do you let the, like, okay, like, we have no good alternatives here? Just, like, let the, the inmates run the asylum again?
0: Well, I mean, what do you do, though? Because here's the one thing you could say to Durant is, look, pal. Your legacy's on the line. People now look at you in a different way than they did when he was at Golden State. Sure. Obviously, when he went to Golden State, uh, I love Steph, but Durant's the better player. I I feel. I mean, I, I I mean, I'm comparing maybe you know an A plus to an A an A. You know, but right. I think Durant's he's seven feet for God's sakes. You know, so I mean, it's God bless Steph. You know, they won without him. Um, but Durant's legacy has been hurt; it really has. So the only way you can get to a guy like him is like, dude, you know, do you have anything left? Do you have? People think you're kind of a... I mean, people think he's kind of a malcontent. People think he's kind of a bad guy, you know. And and the only way to erase that is win.
1: <laughs> it's true, and I mean, so the, and for him, it's like, can you convince him to do that again in Brooklyn, like with with time and thing, okay, well, I'm like, the
0: owner. And I, it's, it's still the Russian guy, right? I mean, has he sold? Or is, is
1: yeah, no, he has yeah, to I think he's sold a year. So it's a new owner in the last year or two, Joe, Joe Sy, I believe. Okay. Uh, so if I'm the owner,
0: that's what I do. I go in and I say, look, you're not going anywhere. Yeah. Because if I'm the Nets, if you, re, I mean, you want to rebuild, I mean, my God, you know, I don't want to rebuild. <laughs> no. I mean, because here's another problem that the Nets have is regardless of how good the, it's a Knicks town, man. And if the yeah. Knicks the Knicks made some deals, you know, and if the Knicks all of a sudden are better than the Nets, everybody's going to Madison Square Garden. Everybody's going to Nick games. So the Nets, to me, can't afford to rebuild. I think. So that's what I would do. But yeah, you know,
1: I think you're right. I think, I think from because it's like the inherent, It's like the Clippers and the Lakers. It's like you're always going to be playing from behind for you know when you're in that town. There's no question. And and so now. Yeah, like if you have Durant, you he's under he signed an extension with you, not like a couple years ago. He signed it like last fall. So for you, when you have someone who made that kind of commitment just months ago, you're you're certainly not going to be in any rush to move him just because he
0: wants right. to be moved. Well, here's another thing, and I think Brian, you you may know this better than me, but from what I've gathered from individuals, and I can't remember who said it, I don't know if it was Wojnarowski or. Stephen A or, but, but somewhat I, I, is that, you know, to his core, Kevin Durant's a gym rat. Yeah. I mean, to his core, I mean, that's all the great ones are to their core. I mean, we saw that with Paul Pierce, you know, they, at the end, you know, you can have all the commercials and sneakers and at the end of the day, they're gym rats and, and can Kevin Durant, stay away from a team and not play hard. I don't believe he can.
1: I think that's probably the best bet that the Nets have right now. Just, just falling back on that being like, listen, it's, you can say all you want that you want out in the middle of the summer. But when you know we get to training camp here, like, what are you going to sit out? Yeah. Miss out on millions of
0: dollars per year and like tarnish yeah. your oh, legacy. My. Like you talked about. Yeah. It's like, or, oh, my, five, or are you kidding me. And it's not even the money with the to me. Right. I like, cuz I kind of feel bad for him a little bit. I know that when he left Golden State, I don't know I don't know what his deal is. He's a great player and I don't want it to end like this for him. He's a great player and I hope it goes on the upswing form. Anyways, um summer league is tough. You know, it's like spring training. There's always some kid out there you go, "Oh, this guy looks good." You know, the next thing you know, he's like playing in the g leagues, like playing for Kalamazoo. Um Anybody stick out? I mean, I mean that second round pick had a good quarter, right? Like, didn't he light it up? What's his face? Yeah,
1: J. Davidson. Yeah, he he had a nice first
0: game. He had
1: some, he a few, you know, glimpses of potential, and whatnot. But he's nineteen. He's pretty raw still. He's going to be in Maine for oh, probably the next. How about years. the
0: big kid, the seven foot, the seven foot three dude that was taken second overall? I should remember his name, but uh...
1: oh, Holmgren. Yes. Yeah. he had, Yeah. What's
0: his deal? Because I was reading some things about him that he's pretty yeah. Good.
1: No, he's he's been stealing the show. He was so he actually played. You know, they have the, the the he played in Utah, I think, too, like in the summer league before even coming to Vegas. So he's had a bunch of summer league games for last week now. But he he he's been easily the I think the best player in this draft so far, and that's he's again he's thin as a rail. You wonder if they're gonna ever add some muscle to that if, in OKC or the next couple of years. But he can shoot. He can protect the the paint. Tons of blocks. Um, And so that's the buzz has definitely been around him more than anyone else, I think so far here in Vegas. And so it's a matter of of, you know, is, are they going to have enough around OKC to put around him to be able to, you know, actually get them back on the map in the next year or two, because he looks like he could, you know, definitely
0: be an all-star down the line. Okay. Now let's get to the Celtics. What are you hearing about the C's Jalen Brown sent signals, maybe that he wants out and, you know the Celts made some deals. I mean, Brad Stevens, man, back-to-back seasons as a good GM.
1: It's it's been quite the twelve months for him. I mean, he had he was thrown into a pretty dicey situation last summer with you know with the way that thing ended uh, during the the COVID year, and now he, you come back, you get you turn Campbell Walker into Al Horford, you you make a trade deadline addition in Derek White, which I think allowed them to get to the finals in the first place because I know he, he faltered there, but that was a, a key piece going forward. And now for them, Gary, to, to, add Malcolm Brogdon and Gallinari without touching the rotation. I mean, that's nuts. I think
0: this is, this is the deepest team in the NBA right now. I feel like, and I'm with you. When I saw those deals made, I mean, and this is like, to me, like the Gallinari move, I mean, Brian, every champion, every championship team, Hey, you could say it. They were in the championship, okay? Yeah. But every team that makes a run out of titles got a guy like him, whether it's P.J. Brown, you know, or guys coming off the bench that are at the end of their career that have a game. Yep. And then when they got Gallinari, I said, that's the guy. That's the guy that somewhere in the postseason or in the finals, he's going to have a game. He's going to have like eight threes. You know, you don't have to play him a lot during a regular season. I mean, whatever, fine. You know, who cares? You know, and Brogdon and Smart... They'll be fine. Well, Marcus, you know, he's – listen, <laughs> Marcus is just – you got – he's – i I've done a 180 on him, you know, because he's done a 180 with his game. He changed his game for the better. Um, but there's room for Marcus and Brogdon, right? I mean, don't you think? Oh, I definitely think so. It's – I to your point,
1: Smart really embraced, like, the point guard role last year, but Brogdon – is big enough where you can play those guys together right. without, without problem. Like you can have just Brogdon can shoot the three. So he can space the floor for you. Need him too, but if smart's having a rough game and you want to play more at point guard, you can do that too. So what this all comes down to is Emi Adoka is just going to have a lot more options than he had all last season. When you got to the, the finals matchup and the Celtics bench just really did not match up with what the Warriors had to offer there. And now you have, a, another guard you can play in the mix. You can play smaller if Gallinari, you can play him at the four. You can play, play, play him at center based on the matchup. And that gives them just a ton more shooting on the floor and Tatum and Brown just have not had that for the last couple of years. And that's a, that could be a game changer for the offense.
0: I am a huge fan of Jalen Brown as a person. Uh, I've always liked him. I think that he has exceeded my expectations when I was, we were all remember when they wick a booed with the pick, oh, yeah. You know, <laughs> It's been a great pick, but there's one thing that he has to do to become on the same level as Tatum, in my opinion, and I think that he wants to be viewed as good as Tatum, and I don't think he is yet, because he can't handle the ball as well as he should. It's real simple. I saw him lose the ball going to the basket too many times, and I think you can still fix it. If you want to be a premier player in the league, you have to be able to shoot the three You have to be able to play defense at least when you want to, and you got to be able to get to the basket whenever you want. And to me, that's the one thing that's keeping him from being uh, at, at Tatum's level.
1: Yeah, that's, there's no doubt about that. And so I think these moves will help him get to that point in terms of, will that give him more space on the floor to operate? And a lot of that has to be on him though, in terms of improving his handle and being able to get to where he wants without turning over the ball. But as you point out, Gary, like he over the course of his career, he just improves year by year. Right. And that's something, I feel like that's a rarity in today's NBA because there's a situation where guys take a step back and you see a lot of young players or even teams like look at like team's like the Hawks this year that, you know, they made the East finals last year. And then this year they all thought they were great and no one really took a step forward there. But Jalen Brown has continuously done that throughout a bunch of different roles throughout his career. And now, like you said, this is like maybe the last step for him is to to be that guy.
0: Did you hear anything about Tatum being hurt in the finals?
1: I speculated with a lot of people about it, to be honest, because he, I mean, he looked like an absolute shell of himself. Um, And so, but to his credit, I guess, he kind of like brushed it off after the series saying like, no, I was fine. Like the, the shoulder thing was clearly bugging him somewhat. But to be honest, I think he just had, it seemed like the whole team just ran out of gas. Like, they just were – they were playing dumb. Um, they were making the same mistakes over and over. And the Warriors just looked f- fresher. And, obviously, we're playing the game a lot smarter with, with Curry and Thompson. And, and even Draymond Green came around there at the end where, as no one on the Celtics roster really stepped up.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, they had, and plus they had some of their guys, you know, some of their young guys step up as well, too. And right. I think that, I think, based on what we've seen in the past, again, what probably hurt the Celtics was the lack of bench that yep. nah, when you say they, run, they ran out of gas, those guys had to play a lot, right? And I know it's very easy for us to say, well, they make millions of dollars and they're supposed to play all the time. But, you know, when you have a P.J. Brown that can come off the bench, when you have um, various teams, generally when they make a run, there's always somebody off the bench that is as important as a starter. Um, you know, I always look at Andre Iguodala with Golden State when they won that first one. I mean, the guy oh, yeah. who's the MVP, it was like, you know, he's, a, he's a, like a role player. And I thought that that, at the end of the day, the day caught up with the Celtics. And I do think Tatum was hurt. I do think he was hurt. And he's just going to take it like, a you know, he's not going to use it as an excuse.
1: Yeah. And we t- I mean, we talked to him out here. He showed up in Vegas for, um, on Sunday and yeah, he, he was, I, to his credit was very, was taking it like a man, like you said, like in terms of being asked about what happened in the finals and how much is still sticking with him. And he's like, yeah, like, you know, it was a great year or whatever, but you know, it doesn't mean anything. And so for him to kind of take it like that, use it as fuel, like acknowledge just how bad he was. And um, I think that could go a long way for him going forward.
0: What did you think, B-Rob, of Danny's move in Utah? We touched on it earlier, but uh, clearing the decks there. I love it. I, I've i never been
1: – when Gobert signed that, like, super max contract extension a couple years ago, I was like, that's a terrible contract. Like already, and that was before Utah – kept flaming out year after year in the first round of the postseason, where he would get exposed because you can't pay a center Gary, like $45 million if he can't even create his own shot. <laughs> and so like for Danny Ainge to, to to come in there and, you know, see things are kind of blowing up. You, I think there's probably some internal stuff too between Gobert and Donovan Mitchell that were never, was never sorted out. And uh, the coach, obviously Quinn Snyder, they can convince him to stay. And so it's like, okay, let's, Let's, it kind of reminds me of like two thousand when Danny came into the Celtics in two thousand two or two thousand three and said, you know, Pierce and Antoine were there together, but he was like, listen, this is not a championship core right now. Like, we got to move Antoine. And so, I mean, Go, Gobert is better than Antoine ever was, but he still is. To to get four or five first round picks for him is, is 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 a crazy good haul. I feel like.
0: Yeah, Danny won on that one, and he. As we all know, he, we he loves draft picks. <laughs> he, he does. <laughs> Let's see what he right does to them. Right, but, right. Aspects. Uh, final question for you, B. Um, What are you following? Like, what's your? When you sit back and you look at the league this coming season, what is like a storyline? Whether it's with the Celtics or whether it's a national story that you think is sort of brewing and you're keeping an eye on?
1: I'm honestly keeping a close eye on the Philly situation. I mean, you're Brooklyn, obviously, but Philly is fascinating to me. Like the James Harden. Like, is he, I don't know. Did you think, do you think he's done Gary? Like just based That's on a the last great question,
0: Brian. And I think that you're right. I mean, I, I, to be honest with you, I forgot all about him until you just mentioned it. You know, right? right out of mind. I don't think he's done. And I'll tell you why, because when he first went to the nets, he was an assist machine. Yep. He was an assist machine and he did lead the NBA and assist one year. Okay. When he was in Houston. He did lead the NBA in assists. I think somebody said it to me and I said, are you sure? And I looked it up and it was true. I don't know what happened at the end of the year with Philly. The big guy's got to be healthy. Um, I'm not counting out Harden yet, but this is it. I mean, it's the famous final scene for him. (laughs) This is it. And if he, he's got to, he's got to show up because I do think that he started, when he started in Brooklyn, he did so with best intentions because I saw him distributing the basketball, and I said, "Look out!" Because if Kyrie wants to play, and you know Durant, I thought those three were going to clean it. I thought those three were going to kill everybody. I really did, because uh, Harden was dishing the ball. But then you know Kyrie is like, with you know," then that he off the reservation going to his sister's birthday party and blah 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 blah. You know. So, but this is this is it, James Harden. This is your last chance, and I hope. I hope that he comes through because I love the NBA right now. I love the East. I mean, I was so frustrated when it was just all the West, but I love, you know, Milwaukee and Philly and, you know, in Brooklyn. I hope Brook. I love the competition in Miami. And, you know, for a while it was just, you know, when Isaiah Thomas can lead a team to the freaking Eastern conference finals, that means the conference sucks. Right. I mean, no disrespect. I'm sorry. Wick Grouse got mad at me for saying that way back when, but I mean, I'm serious. You know what I mean? I mean, oh. you know, now we got like, when you take a look at these Eastern conference finals, we got some games. Oh yeah. Oh, so I it was. Won- a, yeah. It was a second
1: tier conference for years. It was like, wow. there was no, there was no to your point. And now, now you'd say maybe you're going to have three or four of the best five right. teams I mean, So in the East.
0: heart's healthy with Philly. Right. Milwaukee's coming back with a vengeance. You know as well as I do, and they get everybody healthy. Um, my I don't know what the hell Miami can do, but they amaze me. You know, I never I always count them out. Nah, they're not gonna be there, but it, they're 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 gonna cause problems. And then if Durant and gets his act together with Brooklyn and the Celtics, I mean, and maybe Atlanta bounces back. You know, it's awesome. So it is. It's loaded. should be
1: a lot to watch me. Yeah, I think the hard and Part of that is probably, I think, given what Philly did this offseason, they got P.J. Tucker in there. They made a couple other moves under the radar. So if Harden looks like himself there, that could be a pretty strong third team in there next to
0: the Celtics and the, uh, the Bucs. All right, Brian. Uh, before I let you go, I have to say that our partners bet online continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest odds, news and sports developments, Major League Baseball scores, fights, and even next season's National Football League Futures. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering needs, including live betting and, of course, your favorite Vegas casino and poker games. It's really easy to get started, so head to the website today or use your mobile device to sign up. Promo code CLNS50 to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, where the game starts. Brian Rob, it's been a pleasure. Thanks for coming on, Bud. Keep up the good work. And when are you back with Felger and Mavs? Are you going to be back? With them? I know <laughs> you're on with those guys on the weekend, but are you going to do any stuff with them during the regular season? Uh, whenever they call me up, whenever they need me, so I love we'll it. Uh, I'm mean, we'll in the closet. I just, I, I, love Brian Rob because Felger just talks out of his ass so much about basketball. Stick, stick a puck at a Felger. Brian, thank you. Be good.
1: <laughs> All right, thanks a lot, Gary.